that's oh that's the best God. part of this like it really is once once like once everybody knows one side knows how to manipulate the game yep and now these other guys have figured out well we can do the same we just have to do it you know collectively as an aggregate all the big narratives that god has given us are manifesting in something visible right now yep but they've been the same for a long time yep this is kind of a microcosm yeah we're just starting to see kind of another another um i mean again it's in the opposite direction of what i would expected you know yeah but now now we can truly see that the market is a place for warfare not for investment and value creation and welcome friends you are listening to blue collar money theories of middle class investing with your hosts pw gopal and mike hatch Hey, folks, welcome back to Blue Collar Money, Theories of Middle Class Investing. My name is Mike Hatch, and I am your co-host once again here with uh, P.W. Gopal. And uh, our goal, as usual, is to help everyday folks get financially unstuck. And today, um, this is a a totally off-the-cuff, impromptu podcast episode, basically, that we're recording we're not even going to edit this, so I, I apologize for you know long gaps of time or ums or us or whatever. But we just PW and I, you and I felt like we really needed to get this out. But we also had, as if you would mind sharing, some listeners say, "Hey, this is something you need to talk about." So something has been happening recently this week, and this is this is January 29th, the end of January, and this this week, fascinating things have happened in the market. All I have to do is say GameStop, and I'm sure everybody has number one Twitter link right there. It's the number one Twitter link. Okay, so there you go. People know what's going on, and so basically, and I'm going to do this in summary. As PW and I were talking before this episode, we both acknowledge and want to acknowledge before you that it's we are not experts in in all this. We 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 can't. We're not financial advisors, so don't don't take any of this as financial advice. Remember that. But we are practitioners, we are curators, we are learning out loud, and we are going to process what's going on in the market and uh, how we see this in, in relationship to what we've been talking about this whole time, about God's call on our lives to produce value um, and, uh, and, and be a redemptive influence in our economy. And what we're seeing right now is quite the opposite of that happening. So in summary, I'll try to do this quickly, PW, and then we can kind of go back and forth on this. So um, their GameStop is, a, it's, it's a retailer, uh, it's a brick and mortar retailer, also an online retailer that sells video games and video game consoles and stuff. I've taken my son there before to get, uh, uh, what was it? There was a video game where they had these little characters and you took the characters, um, I can't remember what it's called, but you'd put them on a platform like it Fortnite was, or Sims or yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yep. If I said it, you you recognize I mean, it. God willing, it wasn't Sims, but no. 
I know, right? Let me, let me plug in real quick. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, I would not want Mateo watching Sims. Anyway, or playing Sims. So he, yeah, we went and got these characters, I know, from there. And, uh, and we've gone there before because you can get discount equipment, remote controls, consoles, things like that, that they refurbish. And, but unfortunately, GameStop has not been doing very good. The stock itself has traded not very much above $5 for a while now, for a year or so. And a lot of big hedge funds saw it as a real dying company. And they, they basically, they bet against it. They put money up and said, in these big hedge funds, these big, you know, powerful kind of uh, financial conglomerates, investment conglomerates that, that have a lot of money to throw around, they bet against GameStop. And there was another group of people in, in a Reddit uh, chat forum that got together online and said, hey, if we pool our resources and, and we go through Robinhood and just start buying GameStop, we can really put the screws to these big hedge funds. And maybe we can make the, if we can maybe make the stock go up. If we just start buying, let's see what happens. And they did that. And that's actually what happened, which is crazy. It's, it's almost miraculous that they were able to do this, but they did it. And so GameStop, the stock has gone up huge. I mean, sure. I, I don't know the exact percentages. I know we were looking this morning, it was around 300. Uh, right. Again, it's, I told- it's at 350 right now. 350 right now okay and it's been up all week like that there have been some big sell-offs and then go back up again but it is it it is turning into some reports are saying this class warfare where you've got the if you will the uh the the big investors wealthy people who bet against it and then you've got the little robin hood gang who are trying to like to buy it and shoot the, the stock up. And, and it's like this battle between the two of them, which is fascinating how this is playing out. And you've got some of these ancillary issues that are going on too. Now, Robinhood had to stop the buying of, of GameStop because uh, they claimed that, you know, there's some SEC rules and regulations they needed to abide by. So they had to put a stop to it so they could remain solvent. And now people are, there are lawsuits against Robinhood, which is a real thing. Yeah, SEC I mean, regulations, yeah, stuff, like yeah. like honoring the SEC is a is a real thing. Um, and you know, I I don't understand where the lawsuits are going to go. Um, but I mean, I I think can we talk a little bit about what the goals are for this? Let's do it. Yeah, like yep. When I so it's funny, like when when I didn't I didn't hear about this firsthand. Like a friend said, hey have you heard what's going on with AMC and GameStop and BlackBerry and all these things? And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? And people send me this stuff a lot and I usually don't get around to it for like a couple of weeks, but um, he said, you really, there's, he said, there's some live, live um, news on it right now. You need to like check it out right now. So I, you know, I, I went and listened and, and watched and I was like, I can't believe what's happening. And, you know, I thought it was a bunch of guys just trying to make a little bit of money, but the main goal, at least from what I've read, is that, you know, it, it really is like the little guys sticking it to the big guys. 
But here's the problem. I'm looking at the charts in real time right now. Um, I think it was, um, oh gosh, what's the, what's the hedge fund? Is it Citron Research? What's the uh, name? I don't know. I, I, we'll have to put it in the show notes. And then there's another one called Melvin. Um, these are, these aren't the big hedge funds, but these are, you know, they carry, they carry some weight. Um, but these guys were heavily leveraged, um, shorting. We'll just talk about game stock. And, and I'm assuming, you know, because of maybe a, a personal vendetta or just the fact that it's a, a hedge fund that these guys decided to go after them. There's a couple problems that we want to talk about today. Just basics, real basic stuff in how this works is, um, to really, to really make the, to make, really make wall street pay, you've, you've got to do a couple things. You've got to keep your money in and keep the price up high enough. Um, and, and the next thing that the next thing has to happen is a margin call. So all these guys are betting on margin, which basically means like, if you have a dollar, you know, for, if you're trading futures, which is the only thing I'm familiar with. So I'm only going to speak like relative to that. If I have a thousand dollars in my account, I'm allowed to trade one contract of futures, um, which is, you know, worth, depending on the contract that I'm trading, um, is actually 10 to sometimes a hundred times, um, what I have in that, you know, in my bank account. So basically they, they say if they'll let me have a little bit of money, but trade something that's super valuable. Mm -hmm. expensive. And that's what these hedge funds are doing. And so uh, there's a difference between what you have in your account physically and the total value of, uh, of the asset that you're trading. So if I have, let's say I'm a, I'm a hedge fund and one of these hedge funds is heavily vested in GameStop. And I've got, um, let's just say I have a million dollars. It's probably, you know, we should add a zero and just call it a billion but just for our, our sake, we'll say you have a million dollars in account, but because of your, um, your bets, once those bets start going in the wrong direction, um, every time the market ticks up a dollar, um, you owe that dollar um, to the market times however many contracts you have in play. You know, so if you've got 500 contracts in play and the market goes against you $10, um, uh, it's 500 times those $10. Yeah. And, so you're having to pay back what, what you borrowed basically. Yeah. To, and eventually they'll let you go in the hole, just like a credit card. They'll let you go in the hole long enough until, um, until the actual broker itself or the people that hold the debt um, say they, they want their money back and they, and, or they want you to, to kind of break even and they'll call in the loss right away. That's called a margin call. Mm -hmm. So you're trading on the margin, right? So you, you, you don't have the actual amount you're trading. You have a small percentage of it. And once you go outside of, of you know, whatever the computer, the, the risk algorithm says, uh, once you go outside of that, they ask for the difference back. So the Robinhood guys have to keep the market up high enough for margin calls to happen. And I think they've happened. The problem right now is that um, these hedge funds have golf buddies and we're just going to break it down real basic. And these <laughs> golf buddies are like, Hey man, I'm going to bail you out. But what's going to happen is you're going to pay me back. Um, I'm just, this is all an assumption, but this is how I would do it. 
I'll, mm-hmm. I'll bail you out. I don't, I probably won't even, I won't buy you. I won't own you, but I'm going to bail you out of this mess. And uh, I'm going to stake you and you're going to pay me back plus interest. And, you know, so the problem with this whole action is that you've, well, the good part is you've shown how fraudulent the market is, how manipulated it is. You've actually shown that the little guys can manipulate it too. The problem is now you've poked the bear a little bit and the bear has bigger brothers. And so when the bigger brothers decide to bail out the little brother, um, you know, they can, it doesn't matter how many millions of you put in your thousand dollars or, you know, they're going to find a way to bail themselves out. And if they don't, there's a second move that will happen and you'll start to see people remove their personal money from, from these assets, pick out whatever yacht or Island that they want to buy. And then they're going to let it all tank and they'll let their companies and hedge funds go down with it. And, you know, claim insolvency and bankruptcy and all that kind of stuff and, and probably walk away scot-free. There will be one or two people that will get picked out to actually go to jail (laughs) or go to court. But most of these people will not pay um, for their, in my mind, their, you know, their undercover crimes. So real quick back, just back up for a second, because you talked about, I want to make sure I understand this and make sure folks understand it who are listening to this, because this is a great learning lesson. This is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying that these certain hedge funds would be allowed, basically you're, you're borrowing money to be able to invest in certain companies where the, the algorithms say, basically it's a good investment or it's a, as sure Sure. thing as you can basically. And, and you get a certain deal, whether it be percentages in terms of how you, how much you pay back and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so basically these hedge funds looked at GameStop as like, man, this is, this is going to tank. Yeah. They saw, yeah. They saw the writing on the wall, like GameStop was slow bleeding and tried to enclose stores. You know, everyone knows that their GameStop is probably closed. Right. Right. Oh yeah. But one thing those quote unquote risk algorithms didn't take into consideration is a group of people on Reddit <laughs> who yeah. decided to, which is, that's just- Well, amazing. how, yeah, and how could you? How could you, yeah. how could, I mean, cause nobody's paying attention, you know, especially if you get on the, the subreddit forum, um, it's, it's hard to take, in my estimation, this is, this is a massive, <laughs> overstatement but it's hard to take a lot of that stuff seriously because number one how do these things get organized who really i mean who really is going to pull the trigger mm-hmm. um and you know it's if i think i don't like twitter because it's very snarky and yeah. and this forum's like even worse yeah so it's very it really is very hard yeah. to take guys seriously on it um yeah it, i mean so i I really wish I was part of that first wave. Like I would, I would love to be a part of like sticking it to wall street, but, but here's the thing, like, and this is kind of where Mike and I have landed on this, you know, as we're discussing this, it doesn't, it, it doesn't change at all. This is like, you know, spectator sports for us. It doesn't change at all what we're going to, what we're doing or even recommending to people. Like this is just a great snapshot of how corrupt and what a circus our stock market is. Yes, that's exactly right. That's I mean, exactly right. Robin Hood microcosm of yeah right yeah I mean the Robin Hood figured out a way to stick it to the sheriff of Nottingham 
you know, but in this case, like, it's not the movies, like he's not going to win. You yeah. know, oh. they, these guys are going to have bigger brothers, but they're going to find ways to, to, you know, make certain people take the fall. But the market's not going to change. Now, I think if it's done anything, it's really empowered individuals, you know, on and basically, yeah. you know, show the power. If, if we organize and we do certain things, it showed them that they can make, you know, they can um, make things happen. It, but I would assume that a lot of these guys are just in it to make a little money. Oh, yeah, definitely. To me, yeah, I, I think of one of the things I thought of PW was uh, some guys who are called Flash Boys. This yeah. is just another example of kind of the, the corruption that's going on. It's a good book, by the way. It is. I've read it. Fantastic book. And you would not believe how much money was invested in this, in this, uh, basically this internet cable going from different, uh, uh, exchange or, or, or what do you call it? Um, like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, stock exchanges around the country that like, that make it so that these, these, uh, hedge fund investors can front run investments because the, the, the that internet cable makes it faster yeah it's like light like unbelievably fast. fast yeah that's yeah. where the flash yep. boys come from so they they make a certain move to move the market and 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 then they're so fast they can front run where where that where they just kind of influence the market to go basically yeah and you they get in front it. of the herd and you sell it to them exactly yeah you yeah. get in front of the herd you get all the food and then you sell it to the elephant <laughs> right i mean it's made yeah and and the other thing we want to talk about a little bit is is shorting because it is a an odd concept um because in in a market you should be able to invest in something to make it more valuable this is the opposite of that yep the bet and and this i mean this common language the bet that you make is that something's going to fail and you know but it, it's it's it, it, you're like, well, where do I put my money if I want something to fail? It's just, it, it doesn't really, it's not intuitive. But well, of course, Wall Street figured out a way to do it. Now, when I was trading futures, I love shorting because the rule is that the market takes um, the stairs up and the elevator down. Mm -hmm. And so when people short, if you look, even if you look at GameStop right now, it's got these incremental moves up and these long lines down. So the money is very, very fast. Mm -hmm. It happens in seconds or microseconds and it's really fun. It sounds very morbid, but mm. it's easy. It was easier for me to see fear in the market and try and profit off of it. Fear on a screen looks a certain way, mm -hmm. right? The lines start to quiver. They, you know, they can't quite meet their top and then there's long red lines down. And if you're shorting, it's, it's, it's very, very profitable and you can get out in seconds. What physically happens is a broker holds an asset and consider an asset, a piece of paper that says you own part of a company. Mm -hmm. And if I want to short that company, I borrow that piece of paper because I have, you know, a handshake agreement with this broker. It's so simple. It's dumb. Like that. I can call up Mike, Mike's a broker and say, Hey man, I want to short GameStop. And he'll say, okay, I have X amount of shares. I'm like, can I borrow one of those shares from you? And Mike's like, yeah, here you go. Just give it back to me later. And, and I'm going to pay, I'm going to pay Mike a little bit of interest on the fact that I borrowed this thing that okay. he doesn't own either. 
but he's allowed to hold it because he's hold some license. So I, I borrow it from Mike, the broker. I sell it to Joe for a hundred. And so I no longer have this asset, this piece of paper. I just have a hundred bucks. And then once that object goes down in value to where I think it's going to go, let's say it goes down to 50. I then take my hundred dollars. I buy the asset back at 50 bucks. So now I have the asset back in my hand plus 50 bucks left over. I keep the 50 bucks and I hand the asset back to Mike, the broker, because I borrowed it from him earlier. Yep. That actually is very helpful description, PW. That I, I get that. I understand it. That makes yeah, sense. It's just, it's weird. It's weird that we, it's even legal that we could even do it. And now I, I personally love doing it. Mm -hmm. um, but when you start to think about these are real companies with real people, you know, and families and the whole kind of thing, it, it is, it's weird to, to bet against, um, to bet against something, but it's, yeah, you can abs it's legal. You can absolutely do it. Um, and that's what it these companies, the massive hedge funds were doing. They were seeing failing companies and they were accumulating their stock and shorting them. Mm -hmm. And the problem is that these Reddit guys have boosted the price up that now these hedge company hedge funds are, are negative and, you know, an, a margin call was issued and now they owe. And I checked this a couple of days ago, but you know, the wall street journal thing that I read said something around 3 billion was owed. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know what it is now. I also know that the stock is not where it was um, this morning. Like I, it was when I turned my phone on, it was at 360 or 350, and now it's at 303. But it moved as low as 150, I think, right? Didn't it? Yeah, it it looked like there's a long line down that was either yesterday or the day before. So super uh, volatile. Yeah. So what's I mean, what's gonna have to happen is um there could be a second wave, a third wave. It just really depends on the Reddit people if they're gonna keep dumping money into it. And and then the next thing is like, you, you, you have to pick another target, right? Mm -hmm. So they went after middle tier guys um, who maybe they didn't even know they were going after them. They just were putting money in to see what would happen. But the middle tier guys had a margin call and they couldn't survive it. So some of them are kind of buddying up with the bigger boys. If you go after the bigger boys, you're going to have to not get 2 million people reading your sub form you might have to get 10 million people reading it and investing. And, and quite frankly, that might happen. It could be a bunch of, it could be a bunch of high school kids across the world putting in 20 bucks at the same time. Right. Um, right. You know, but, but this, to make, this... to make the big companies lose, I just don't know who's going to call them on it. And then, and more importantly, who's going to hold them accountable for it. Yeah. Well, it's it interesting because it this like goes a lost back cause. to me. Yeah, th this goes back to what you said before and is in our show description that when you put your chips into the market, they've got a target on them. Yeah. And all the whales or those who, who have huge piles of chips that can move the market in certain ways, they're, you're not going to stand a chance against them for the most part. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and this, to me, in a sense, it just, it further illustrates and affirms that point that just we're dealing with, we're, with an app. We've talked about this in the last episode a little bit too, an insane market that's out of control and 
so speculative. It, it's a mania, I think is what yeah. we said. And, and you're seeing some crazy things happening. And so, gosh, so PW, let's go back and just maybe, um, I don't know if there's more, to, if, if you have more to say about this, but I'm thinking like, let's go back to reiterate some of the things that we've said and point people back to yeah, the, other episodes in our podcast library. I think that could help people out in terms of. Yeah. Like the, you know, three people in the last day have said, Hey, y'all need to do a podcast on this. I'm like, well, I'm not as well read as some of even the articles I've read and the, the videos that I've already seen produced with the infographics and, you know, and so we don't have a lot to add to that particular conversation um, outside of just saying, hey, look, we we believe and have believed for a long time that this is not the only market. And we have a bunch of reasons, one of one of which is that it's not transparent and that there is a massive amount of fraud and it's not producing any value. And this is a great snapshot of that. So, you know, some people have asked, written in and said, well, you know, what values are you touting? What does it mean to be a blue collar investor? You know, um, and and for us, it's pretty simple. And it's it's something that we are kind of refining and, um, you know, and people are weighing in on with us. Um, but we we want to have a biblically sound narrative as we invest. Yeah. Right. right. It's, yep. it's tree, fruit, tree. So we get to, with God, um, you know, God plants the seed and we get to kind of tend the garden and we watch things grow. But everything that we invest in should turn into some fruit bearing uh, tree, essentially, that drops more seed that can be then planted again. And so it, you know, it, it propagates itself with a little, you know, a little care and attention from us. And unfortunately, um, for most of us, we equate the, the only way we believe we can, I know this is my belief, the only way I can in quote unquote invest is through my 401k, my IRA and putting money um, long term over the course of a lot of time, month to month into the stock market right. or, or take a lot of risk in real estate. <laughs> like those are like, for the most part, that's what's drilled into us. And we don't realize, no, there's so many other yes. and, and markets to, to, yeah. That are even more, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, affordable. Yeah. Affordable risk averse, um, midterm, right? So we're not just market opposition, you know, we're, we're right. just pro, we're just pro other markets. Yep. There, there are other things to do. There's, you know, um, there's value creation, uh, available to us, whether we actually created ourselves or we partner with somebody else. Yeah. Um, and that's probably how our current stock market started. Yeah. Um, I think but, so. Yep. you know, I don't think, I don't think it's, it's worthy. Um, the other like thing is our investments have to be close to home. Yeah. Right. So how far away did you move from your house, from your rental? Hmm. Uh, not far. <laughs> I like would say 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh, that maybe it might be more like less than 10 minutes. Away. Yeah. Like less than 10 minutes, you know, ours is a hundred feet from our house. Like it's, and that's, I'm, we're joking a little bit, but you know, it really is true. If you're going to invest in something, you're going to want to see it, feel it, touch it. And even more than that, you need to know the people who are kind of engaging in, in that value creation, the people who are, who are going to consume it, the end user. 
-hmm. If you know them, then you understand what they need and then you can help provide it for them. Uh, and, you know, not to take advantage of them, but to care for them. And again, this goes back to the, that biblical narrative of, you know, everything God has entrusted to us is to be planted and grown, but not for the benefit of just us, right? But right. for our community and for really for, for God to be honored and for people to see him. You know, yeah. you, you have been talking about this since I've known you is that, you know, we have become a country we become a country that has bought into a belief that we can only add to the supply of money that helps somebody else create value and that we don't necessarily can do it for us. We can't necessarily do it ourselves. And I think both of us disagree with that. Right. Amen. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes. That, and that's the, that's the blue collar approach we're talking about. We're talking about accepting responsibility, getting our hands dirty and I think of I think of the garden that I planted, the COVID garden I planted this last year, you know, and and I love how you say the tree fruit trees. So so we I started having to buy the seed. OK, I planted I had to buy all the all the supplies, build the, the beds, uh, get the soil. And then I planted the seed that I bought, but it produced a certain amount of vegetables, you know, that that were great, helped to nourish us. And, and it was fun. And we learned a ton in terms of how to do it. And then guess what? We do have seed afterward. Now that, now that we went through that process, not a ton because we, we learned and we probably, we paid for education. Let's put it that way, but we have seed more seed now to plant next time around to produce more fruit. And because we've learned a, you know, so yeah. much going through the first process, hopefully we'll produce more next time. It'll, it'll be a, you know, compounding effect, but that's, that's how God created the world to be. That's how he, when he said in Genesis, I, I'm, I want you to be fruitful and to multiply. I mean, that he's called us to do that. And, and money or currency, as we call it, is like seed and it's made meant to be planted. It's meant to be invested, not necessarily hoarded, storehoused. I mean, right. it, yeah, saving is definitely a good thing you want to save. Um, and especially for intentional purposes, but, but man, um, we've gone to the extreme where we're, we've been convinced by our culture and by America that that's too risky to do on our own. You have to trust someone else. And we're saying, no, let's take a blue collar approach, accept responsibility for ourselves again, Let's get our hands dirty and let's learn together because guess what? We're, I've already grown a ton this year, PW. I know you said you have too, just us doing this together. Yeah. So it, it's about us. It's not just about the individual either. It's about us doing it together, us producing fruit, us impacting the community and uh, adding value, becoming producers instead of just consumers. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the final piece to that, which I think is the, is the umbrella for all this is for, is for us to have a redemptive influence Amen. Um, on our, our families first, but then our communities and our, you know, surrounding, you know, as far as I'm concerned on my own church culture, like small C um, church culture. Uh, we, yeah, we're just in such a weird place now as a, as a, as a big C church um in the u.s just having been trained to be you know reactionary um 
you know, in this political season, um, just seeing all kinds of strange things being attached and pulled away from the gospel, like certain things that are, you know, being touted as um, antithetical to the gospel. This is not part of the gospel. It's it's social justice. I'm like, actually, no, it's, it's actually called redemption. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like the race problem we have in this country has been addressed by people for decades, but they're pursuing redemption. They're not pursuing equity. Hmm. They don't want your stuff. They just want to be seen as equal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, like I'm oversimplifying a complex issue, but... Um, but that applies to margin, like you were talking about in our last episode, you know, when we, when we're so tied up in some of that stuff, we don't have the yeah. margin in certain ways to, to roll up our sleeves and get and to produce. Work. Yeah. We're I distracted. mean, if, if God, you know, we, we talked about, you know, um, you know, your time, energy, resources, your wealth of knowledge, your cash flow, what God told you to do, that all lends itself to the lane of investment that you pick. And man, if you're out just, you know, especially if you're out just watching all this Reddit stuff, you know, over the next week, you're not getting your stuff done. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, and, and a lot, I, and I know people right now are literally looking at like, I don't need this 50 bucks. I should just put it in, you know, I should find a way to get a little bit of GameStop and just see what, see what we can do. It becomes entertainment as opposed yeah. to the, to the idea of like, Hey man, get to work. Or the stimulus checks, by the way. That's another thing. People are say getting that, say that a different checks. way. What do you mean? Well, what about the stimulus checks? So people receive these stimulus checks. And those of us, I know us, for example, it's not like we're in dire need for stimulus. So technically we could right now, based on, you know, because of that check, you know, we could say, Hey, we got some extra money. Let's I got yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Let's go ahead and throw it. Let's use Robin Hood and yeah. heck yeah, that's like a grand or or maybe it's six hundred dollars or whatever it is. Let's let's go into Robin Hood and take that money and and uh join the party. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing: like if if you are an investor now and you see the volatility, at least you know, th- there's a rule of three when you trade, is you have to hit a number three times before you can break through it in the up direction or the down direction. And so there are people out there right now thinking, okay, maybe when it gets to a certain number and we, we know that volatility is coming because we know big brother is going to step in and help little brother hedge fund out. When it gets to a certain number, I'm going to short it too. Hmm. And you're going to see all these brave Robin hood, you know, Reddit investors um, turn the table on their own agenda and just yeah. to make money. See, and that's huge, PW, because greed is the motivator. Greed is the motivator. And like you said, I think you said it in, the, in the, uh, this past week's podcast, is that it, it looks rational and ethical. You know, like we are <laughs> going to stick it. I can't tell you when I, when I read the first article, I was like, yeah, F those guys. I want in on this. Like, I want to be a part of this first wave of taking down the man. You know, but that's not what's happening. Like, if this goes on for 10 years, then I'll believe it. But, but even the first, in, the yeah. first people against the big armies and the giants are always going to get their asses kicked, <laughs> fatally wounded and shot and dead. Yes. And if the next generation is raised up and ready to go, and the one after that is ready to go, then we'll see some change. This, yeah. this could be a one hit wonder. And, and it literally could turn into a bunch of dudes saying, Hey, you know, if we short this, all of us short this right now, we're all going to be millionaires. 
and let's be clear and say <laughs> you say that as virtuous as it sounds if, if things could turn uh we're not encouraging you to do that <laughs> like you know pw yeah. you and i are, are are saying we're staying out of that that's one of the reasons we're not in bitcoin right now yeah we're staying out of that and we're, we've we're working you said it last time in the last episode we're getting yeah. our own houses in order right focusing on producing adding value to our neighbor to our community and not allowing hopefully greed and these these other fluctuations in the market that yeah. make it look so easily profitable it's it's hard to 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 kind of yeah keep focused yeah and 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 god god is going to hold us accountable right he is light and he is gracious and he is kind um but he's also a lion and he's not going to put up with a lot of this stuff and so don't don't play with it yeah man. don't play with it like we want to we want to honor him and and you know keep the mission in front of you yep you know if the mission is to make money when have at it because you're going to screw yourself over and the next generation of your own family you know if you're if your mission is to bless people for people to see god and understand his kingdom and oh by the way you get to be a part of it using commerce in your own hands then i think there's something there but you know the rest of it i don't have time you know for that you don't have time for that i don't want to know people like that yeah man you know i, I wanted to be somebody like that mm -hmm. but it's pretty bankrupt yeah yep so okay so if you're listening to this and you just jumped on and decided to listen to our podcast because uh, it was relevant to GameStop and what was going on, man, I would encourage you to go back to to the beginning where we start talk where we start talking about the the values of investing, um, or maybe a great place to start would be a couple podcasts ago where we look at the uh, ten you know principles for investing in 2020 or excuse me, 2021, the 10 principles, essential principles of investing in 2021. Take a look at those two podcasts if you're interested in hearing more about what we are um, trying to put out there and and uh, encourage and equip people to do. Um, you could start from episode one, work from there if you want, but uh, yeah, I would. that's probably the best. I don't know what you would say, PW, that's one of the things that sticks in my mind is those 10 essential principles for investing in 2021. Yeah, I think it's a great place to start. Um, and I think, you know, the we're one episode into a, a part two of just, you know, the basics, um, yep. you know, our year in review of what we learned last year. I think that's another place to start. Uh, if you have the time, you can go back to the beginning and kind of work your way through, um, you know, the the understanding of the narratives that we hold to that, um, you know, kind of help us build our own investing narratives, the, um, the financial truths. I think that's like episode three or four, the seven yes. truths of, you know, of, of us finance. Um, yeah, I think it's all valuable. It just depends on your eating, eating potential. You yeah. Can only, you can only pallet so much before you just get fat, you know, and that's you right. want to take in a little bit, act on a little bit. Um, and if we can help you at all, we'd love to do that. We'll jump on a zoom talk about things, give you some resources, uh, anything we can do. Um, this just felt like a good opportunity for us to hop on and, and, and just talk about, give this a little bit of perspective in, and, and, you know, reframe 
and, and mention the argument again of like, this is not where our time and attention needs to be. It's fascinating. It is um, showbiz. You know, it, it is, it would be really cool to see the big guys come down. I don't see that happening. There's way too many bailouts, including the U.S. government that's willing to bail out stupidity. Yep. Yep. We'll see I, how it goes. Yeah. And then just know that we are working, PW and I, uh, we've got a lot of plans for 2021. We're going to hopefully Ooh, do some yeah. webinars and uh, live webinars. To, so with questions that we'll answer from you guys, are you going to say something about that, PW? No, I'm just excited about it. Okay. Me? Yeah, man. Me too. And we're, we're working on... Um, working on a bunch of stuff. You can go also to, I'm just going to, my shameless plug, if, if you're interested in a um, redemptive economic theology, in a sense, is what I kind of call it. I did a, created a course called Redemptive Economics, a gospel-centered approach to business and uh, entrepreneurship. You can check that out at empoweredmanhood.thinkific.com. Uh, That's empoweredmanhood.thinkific.com. Um I think that's it. Anything else you want to say, PW? No, just, you know, thank you for your time. Continue to listen. Um, and uh, we'll do our best to keep putting out, um, you know, hopefully some valuable concepts and theories that we think could help. Um, and if you, if it needs to get practical at any point, please reach out. We'd love to to sit in on a, a Zoom call with you and, and you know, help you sift things out, get you a little bit unstuck and and then if we need to, you know, bring some other people in that can, could help as well. Friends, thank you for listening in. You have been listening to Blue Collar Money with P.W. Gopal and Mike Hatch. If you would like to reach out to P.W. directly, you can reach him through his website at pwgopal.com. Or you can reach out to Mike Hatch at empoweredmanhood.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming content. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to connecting with you soon.